happy 5th of July. Ken Walls coming at you. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am really, really fired up this morning. I'm excited to have a very special guest. I just found out this dude is actually celebrating a pretty cool anniversary today. So I want to go ahead and welcome Hanzo Legend to the Dennis is his last name, right? Hanzo Legend sure. Dennis. So welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming on. Man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you, man. I uh, I see your work and you're pretty consistent, man. You, you have a show every single day, so that pretty much says a, a whole lot about you. <laughs> I, I do, man. I'm I'm. Uh, you know, I started this show, um, you know, I'll, I'll be 50 years old this month. And 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 I'm like, you know, I mean, I, 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 I give back, man. That's that's my my nature is, is helping other people. But then, you know, I started thinking about this. I'm like, I, I got to do a I got to do a show where I can I can actually really make a difference. And so my wife, I mean, my last name is Walls, and my wife's way smarter than me. So she's like, why don't you call it Breakthrough Walls? <laughs> and I went, bingo, that's it. So, so you know, this show, Hanzo, it's about, it's, about helping, um, it's about helping people have a breakthrough, helping people overcome the crap that holds them back in life. And, and you know, I like having successful um, rock stars on the show and I've, I've watched you for a while. I see what you're doing and, and, you know, so that's why I invited you to be on. So, you know, let's, let's kind of, let's, let's kind of start with, um, you know, where, where were you born and raised? Okay. So I was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So I was born in Haiti and uh, we migrated to the U S when I was seven. So, uh, long time ago. Wow, man. <laughs> what? And you, so you have like no accent. Uh, at times I do depend if I get excited when I'm talking, you know, you do hear the accent. <laughs> oh, <for real? laughs> well, I, I don't hear it right now, so we don't got him excited yet. We got to work on that. So, yeah. so, so. So you were you came to the U.S. at seven years old, and and where did you um, how how did that all go go down? I mean, what 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 was going on in in Haiti? What made you made you all move to the U.S.? Well, <clears throat> well, most people are not aware that you know um, Haiti is you know the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. So a lot of stuff that we take for granted here in the U.S., you know. <laughs> It's, you know, like it's really tough back home because most people don't have the opportunities that we have here. So for me, because, you know, I'm so grateful for my past because of what I endured and what I witnessed. It, it you know, it really made me want to strive for the American dream. So and somehow my dad found a way to get us over here. And then, you know, we 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 had a purpose and we were driven. And so, you know, success was just destined. So. Wow. So your dad, so from the age of zero to to seven, you were in Haiti. Do you remember those years? <clears throat> you know what I do. So, do you? Because me and my brothers, you know, uh, when we um, when we got here, you know, we used to have to send cassette tapes back home to family members. You know, that's a long time ago. We, instead of voice notes and voice clips, we would record a whole cassette, take turns, and we send it back home to the village so the family members. 
could, you know, uh, listen, you know, and that's what we did, you know, wow. back and forth. Now we can call them. So. What What was it like? What was it like living in, in Haiti? Because I, I, I know I've got a really good friend that's the CEO of a, of a, um, a big nonprofit company and Anna, he has another for-profit company, but they, they, he sets up vendors in, in Haiti and other places to sell shoes. And, and so like, you know, I, I've seen pictures of, you know, it, it's, you know, especially after some of the devastating storms that have hit, hit Haiti. But what was it like for you growing up there, man, for the first seven years? Growing up, and Haiti was really fun. Like, you know, was it? even, yeah, it, see, see, the thing is, you know, even though that we didn't have much, you know, it was still fun because the way we operate, when they said that it, it takes a village to raise a person, like it, it really does. So this, let me just paint a picture here. So let's say that there's about 12 families that's, that resides in a neighborhood. So if family number one had money this week, you know, they would cook a meal for everyone else, you know, would participate and come over. And so we would share food that way. So maybe next week or the next day might be family number two, you know, that have the funds and the means. And this is how we lived, you know. So, yes, you know, we were struggling, but we still made it. You see what I'm saying? Now, yeah. we probably, you know, but, you know, but then you have others that, that have it worse than us. So, uh in Haiti, there's no public school. So if your parents doesn't have the means, then you're not going to school. Like I can tell someone, you know, what someone grew up just based on their level of education and, and based on what languages they speak. See, we speak Creole, which is a French dialect. So anybody that speaks Creole only, I can already tell that they're probably from like the bottom of the barriers. Wow. You know, we also French. If somebody speaks French and Creole, that tells me they're probably more middle class. That means their family had a little bit more means. Yeah. If somebody speaks French, Creole, and Spanish, then I can tell that they were what you would call like top of the line. You know, wow. just on someone speaks, I can tell. Wow. Wow. So, no English? <laughs> well, you do have English school, so somebody... That's the final one. If somebody speaks English as well, then you already know that that's the best of the best. <laughs> I just knew a couple words, you know, good morning. That I, you know, I would use it, but I knew that yeah, I knew that phrase. Wow, man. Wow. So you could you could tell by the number of languages they spoke where they were on the socioeconomic scale. Absolutely, because see, if you look here, you got people that speak Spanish, German, and all of these other means. That means that their parents are able to put them in these special selective courses. Yeah. Well, I mean, public schooling. So if you know, if this person is not really educated to some degree, you can. I mean, they. You know, most people have a lot of kids because when it's when you are in a poverty state like that, I mean, you probably don't have that much to do. Even I'm not. You know, I'm not limiting to what we were doing. You know, like we had fun. We traveled, uh, you know, typically, you know, like the lady stays at home and, you know, you know, uh, cleans and cook. And then the men probably goes to work from six to two. But they had a lot of time together. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they didn't have all of the stress. Like there's no child support. So if you have, you know, I mean, there's no government trying to you know, assist you with that. So we don't have taxes. So if you're buying something for one ninety nine, you know, it's one ninety nine. So, you know, it, it's just a, a different perspective. Wow. Wow. 
Yes, it is, man. That's a hugely different perspective. So when you so when you got to the the United States, where did you guys end up? St. Louis, Missouri, somehow. How in the yeah. world did you go from Haiti to St. Louis? Man, you know what? We have never seen snow before. You know, we watched some American movies and we couldn't even fathom how. <laughs> yeah. We got here, it was cold. I'm talking about I was crying as a kid because, you know, in Haiti, you know, it's like 70 plus every single day. Wow. You know, now I, I, I also have to note that, you know, Haiti is a very beautiful island. See, most people don't even know where Haiti is located. But Haiti and Dominican Republic are one island, you know, basically split in half. Oh, so most okay. people are aware of Dominican Republic, which is which has more uh, updated infrastructure. And so, you know, they make a lot of their money uh, through tourism. But a lot of people visit Haiti as well. But sometimes what they showcase for Haiti are some of the bad places. I mean, there are like some of the best, beautiful islands. Like I just came from a company trip and on a cruise that we went to Haiti and people saw Haiti. But based on what's being broadcasted on the news, they would have never fathom that you could be on an island like this and really enjoy it wow and it's in the caribbean right correct yeah <laughs> i know it's somewhere to, i don't I've, I've been actually i've been on a cruise down through there but i i don't think we stopped in haiti oh it's, it's beautiful yeah i'll bet it is man so 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 you ended up in st louis missouri you're seven years old um here it's a requirement that you go to school Right. So 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 you're seven years old. You do you speak English at this point? No, I do not. <laughs> not a no. lick of English. I got I know. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I'm sure in St. Louis, Missouri, there is not a school of of people that just speak Creole or French. Well, I tell you what. One thing that I was grateful for, there's something called the International Institute. And this is a place where they welcome uh, people, you know, all foreigners, people of, you know, all, you know, that come from a country. And you have people from all walks of life, English. So typically you would have a translator. So someone that came before your time was set in place. Eventually we found about that place. And so this is where our parents would go. And, you know, of course, it would be for our parents and us. We were just at a school. Thank God they had someone that spoke Creole, a wow. nurse, which I never did. So she played a huge role in our lives because we're, you're, you're in a classroom at seven years old. And you, I mean, it's, it's like talking to a baby, you know. Yeah. So, But that whole process, you know, I'm grateful for it. You know. Wow, man. So, so you went, wow, dude, that's, that's, that's in, 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 intense. Like, I can't even imagine. So you, you come over here, you don't, you don't speak English. You're, you're, you're now in a, a public school, right? Um, what grade, what grade would you have started? Would the, I mean, did you have to do like testing to see where you fit in or? No, I, I think we went, we went straight to, uh, elementary school yeah so I attended a school called Hamilton wow entry here in St. Louis awesome school well dude that says so much about you though man and that's that's what I, I, I you know like this it, this country people don't realize people that are born and raised here 
Like, they don't realize a lot, not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people don't realize what kind of opportunity opportunity they have here to make anything happen, right? Anything. Absolutely. And well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go uh, ahead. What were you going to say? Well, you know, it all comes down to the mentality. Right. Because, see, I do a lot of personal development, so I do a lot of reading, you know, reading a, a lot of books, audios being played in the house all throughout. So that means me, my son, we all getting personal development. Like, I want to learn something new and because my sub sub conscious mind is always working so i i need to be feeding it positivity so if you look at the top three percent of you know the people in this world you know a lot of them are people that came from another country yeah. because most and this is not for me to talk bad about people here but what, what i noticed is complacency like there are certain jobs here in the u.s uh, you know, people might say, you know, like you see Mexicans doing those jobs. Yeah. But uh, but the American people here might say, you know what, there's no work, but there's always worked. And so if and then the reason I said it all comes down to mindset, if if because I have um, I have a very mixed group of friends, I have, I have friends from all over. Yeah. And so I, I had a, um, a conversation with a lot of my uh, Asian folks. And if you notice that. Whenever they go into a community, and a lot of them grew up with me here in St. Louis, they said whenever they go to a community, like they're looking for a business. They're not looking for a job. They said they might get a job temporarily. Right. But how, if you look at the Asian population, all of them are business owners. Yep. It's not a job. It's not an employee mindset. That's why I said it all comes down to mindset. Dude, I've seen, I, I mean, and you have too, you know, I, the dry cleaners, man, like it's it's like the 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 all all of them, you know, around the Columbus, Ohio, not all of them, but but a lot of them are owned by and and you'll have the whole family in there working and they they build it all up. And the, and and then, you know, you go to their house and it's like this mansion like how, what? <laughs> but it's because they 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 know they know how to work. It's all about work, man. Absolutely. So, so you, so at seven years old, you end up over here. You're in the United States now. Um, I'm sure that that your um, your 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 parents were excited to be here as well, because um, now it's the land of opportunity, man. It's the it's 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 you know you can make something here, and so so what like what was as a child what influenced you. To, and and kind of pushed you into what you became as an adult. Well, see the thing, I, I I have a lot of families back home, and so we often have to, you know, we send money back home every week, and so because we know what we left back home, and seeing that we taste, see that's why I said it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad for all of the experience because it all played a major role, because. I mean, you know, like there are a lot of people that will come from Haiti and they will come to, uh, you know, the U.S. and they will quickly find something that they can generate revenue from so that they can help build back home. Because, you know, like a hundred dollars here is about twelve hundred dollars in Haiti. So what? you see the prosperity. Oh, yes. So you see the prosperity. Jeez. So you can live like kings and queens back home. But at the same time, 
cost of living, inflation, you know, is still steadily increasing. But there are a lot of people that will come from somewhere like Haiti. And, and, and this is the same for a lot of like foreign places. They will come here, you know, uh, you know, start a business, uh, do something so that they can have some sort of legacy back home as well. In addition to here. Wow. And so when I got here, I had a, a you know, eventually I had a bunch of group of friends and uh, it wasn't easy because, see, because I was black and spoke a foreign language. So, you know, we were not liked by the black, you know, African-Americans. Right. So we had that struggle in the beginning. And so it's, it's you know, it was a process because then you have to find your identity. Uh-oh. Are you there? You know, it's, and so, uh, but all throughout that, you know, I, I, I can you hear me? Okay. We had an opportunity because there are so many people right now that, that are trying to get a visa that are being denied every day. So yeah, get to see. All right. Can you hear me? I can me? hear you loud and clear. Yes. Yeah, we're having we're I having we're having technical technical issues. Some some internet internet hiccup here. Okay. I think you're I think back. We're good now. Yeah, I think you're back. Okay. All right. So you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Awesome. So so okay. Sorry. Back up. You said that the African Americans didn't like you because you were black and spoke a different language. And that's the case for a lot of, you know, foreigners. So it's not just me. That's what, you know, but it was it was just that process, you know, but, you know, I just what happened, you know, you know, just trying to be cool, you know, sometimes didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So growing up as a kid, I mean, when when do you when did you lose your accent, dude? Because I don't hear any kind of an accent at all. I don't know because I speak Creole every day. So do you I mean, really? I do because I'm talking to folks back home, and uh, and then when I meet friends or when I talk to friends over the phone, you know, it's just human nature. You know, that Creole is that first dial, you know, dialect is coming out first. Wow. You know, so wow. So so you you grew up um, in in St. Louis. Um, did you guys get to travel much when you were a kid? No, no. Nope, nope. You know uh, what's crazy? When I had my my uh, my aunt, when she event like few months after we got here, she was a she was granted a visa, but for some reason she landed in Idaho, like the state of Idaho. That, that goes to show you how how random it is. But most Haitians wow. somehow, you know, they're either in New York, uh, Florida, you know, somewhere like that because see. In Florida, it's 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 almost just like Haiti because the weather is great and there's so many people that were here before us that already cultivated that Haitian culture in Florida. Wow. So so you, I mean, did when did you? I, I assume you went to ended up going to high school. You graduated high school and all that. Did you end up going to college? Yes, I did. You, you know, uh, I may not look it, but I'm probably one of the smartest individuals you you would meet. When I was a teenager, I had college courses here at St. Louis University, which is one of the top 
schools here um, in St. Louis. And well, so, hey, but I, I I dropped out of high school, man. So I, you know, I, I'm I'm probably one of the dumbest people you'll meet. <laughs> hey, it's all about networking. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I went to uh, you know high school, middle school. I even went to um, grad school here at Webster University. But I wow. knew, you know, I went to school, you know, to get some education, but mostly was for net was for networking. Like I knew that I can learn so much on my own and through the peers that I had met. And so furthering my education through schooling yeah. was not was not for me at that point, you know, was, right. was not for me at that point. Wow. So you, you, um, you, you, you went to, I, 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 let's back up a little bit. Did you have a, did you end up having a job as a kid? Yes, I had a job. I used to work at a uh, a place called Zip Mail here in St. Louis where I sort mails, uh, you know, and now I got to meet all sorts of different people. And uh, you know what? Speaking of that place, it uh, we could only listen to one radio station and it was like a soft rock radio station. So eventually I fell in love with soft rock music because that's all we were allowed to listen to because it was so many different types of people. Some wanted to listen to rap. Some wanted to listen to country. And then they said, no, we, we got to find a median here, guys. We can't change the station. <laughs> and so every day we all would go to work, you know, singing along the same songs that we, you know, we're hearing at this radio station. Wow. Now, what year, what year did you get over here to the U.S.? 93. 93. Okay. Wow. President Clinton was, was the president. Yeah. yeah. So, so you you had what it, zip mail is that what it's called mm-hmm. and what was that what did you do we sort mail so for instance oh. before the uh, the carriers get them we would sort them in different basket so the same zip code goes here so it would be easier for them and that's what all we would do just sort mails and have conversations all day it was fun wow was wow was and how old were you when you got that uh, I think I was a freshman in high school okay okay so at some point, you you finally got out of college for your formal education, um, and and you went to um, you took the leap into what a, a new a career. What what did you end up doing? So when I graduated from, you know what was crazy? I graduated. From, this is how I knew that the job mentality was, was was not for me because when I was in college. I graduated with double majors, double minor. I played soccer all four years. I'm in uh, I'm in a fraternity, so I'm in ATO, Alpha Tau Omega, and I and I was in student government. I was in band and choir. I these all these things, you know, during the course of my four years. So I had a stellar resume, and when I finished school, um, I was offered a job for sixty thousand dollars, but it was in Keokuk, Iowa. And it, I went there to visit the place for a week, and it was it was colder than St. Louis weather. <laughs> I actually, you know, it was crazy. I actually settled for a job for twenty four thousand dollars just to be in St. Louis. Wow! Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow! And then, and, and then, I, of course, I knew I wasn't being paid my worth, but 
as I look at all the other college students, you know, most of the uh, pays that we were getting, it's like we could have just saved those years of schooling and worked at McDonald's and would have probably had the same, if not more, yearly income. Right. And so I'm not saying school is, is, is not good. Granted, you know, I, I learned a lot. But with with the use of technology right now on YouTube, I feel like you can you, you can learn anything you want. You know, yeah, that's, that's my belief on that. Totally agree with you a thousand percent. You know, I, 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 I took all college prep courses through high school and my senior year, they said you didn't get a biology credit, so you can't graduate like three months before graduation. I'm like, what the heck am I going to use a, co- a biology credit for in real life? Like, I don't need all that. Let's just let's just roll. Give me that diploma. They're like, nope. And I said, I'm out. Uh, and I walked out and, and, and never looked back. And, I, you know, I, uh, for a long time, that bothered me until I had a bunch of college graduates work for me that weren't the smartest people in the world either, some of them. But, you know, so, so it's like, you know, I did realize, though, at 20 years old when I first got into sell- selling that I, I, I didn't know anything, man. Like, I, I got I to figure this out. So I started studying Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and – Tom Hopkins and and Jeffrey Gittimer. Jeffrey Gittimer's been on this show. He's a good friend of mine, right? He wrote the Little Red Book of Selling. Him and his girlfriend Jennifer have both been on this show, and they're dear, dear friends of mine. And and you know, I'm friends with Grant Cardone. I'm you know, I know all these people now, and it's like I I did that because I learned how to sell and I learned how to self educate. And there's nothing more important. Jim Rohn talked about it. I love Jim Rohn. I love his favorites. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So, so at some point, though, you um, you left the twenty four thousand dollar a year job, and and I, 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 at some point you got into to your own business, right? Correct. What was that? When was that? And what was it? The first uh, net, and so the first time I went to uh, a network marketing. Uh, event and it was 13 years ago today, July 5th, 2005. Boom! And I went and I went to a, a meeting, a weekly meeting. It was Mway at the time. And yeah. one thing I'll tell you about Mway, um, I didn't make much money with Mway, but the personal development and the context that I met, yeah. like what. When they were speaking that day, they were speaking to my soul. I knew, I like, this is where I need to be around these people. And because of Mway, they had a, uh, you know, I was not reading books, by the way. I mean, I only read a book if it was required for for a class. That's that's the only time I was reading a book. And because of Mway, they had a book of the month club, and so every month they would give you a book. Granted, I never read a book in a year, and here I got to try to read a book in a month. But because of the culture that they created, oh my God, I couldn't wait. And so I was reading a book a month because of Amway. Eventually, four books a month now. So yeah, I'm 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 just thankful for that experience, dude. I've said that I've had some massive um, network marketers on on the show, multiple six figure earners. Um, Giselle LaRose, I've had her on. I've had Brett Coffee on. Um, Mandy Madden. I've had some some heavy heavy hitters and. And, you know, I, I, one of the one of the things and I'm I'm not in, I won't I can't do network marketing. I, it, there's a reason I'll, I'll tell you off offline. But, um, you know, I, I like 
I love it, and I'm in a couple of MLMs. I'm not promoting the business. I use the product, right? I love it for exactly what you're talking about. Because people, you know, people wander around this world and they don't know, you know, they can't get motivated. They don't, man, you get in a network marketing, you go to a network marketing meeting and you walk away unmotivated, that's on you, man. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And the first time I got to start traveling was because of network marketing. Right. Because they have all these events. I'm telling you, we, we wouldn't even have the funds. I'm talking about 12 people in one hotel room. Wow. And, you know, all of us, you know, um, you know, driving in, in in one car and sometimes we didn't even have money for a hotel room. So we would drive and sleep outside in the car right before the event. You know, wow. we'll go to truck stops to take a shower. Like, I mean, I, but I love those stories. Like one at one point with so many of us, someone had to sleep in a the closet. That goes to show, you know, people that's doing whatever it takes, yeah. you know, for them to chase their goals and dreams. Like I recall someone that was on my team, you know, uh, they, they, they sold their washer and dryer just to come up with the startup money. You know, just, to th you know, all these stories, you know, I'm addicted to these stories because everybody else have excuses and then you got people that's making it happen. So, Dude, that's it. That's, I mean, that you got to get to that place in, in life. And, and I honestly, I mean, I wrote a book called Walls of Wisdom, Turning Pain into Profit. And, and I grew up in a horrible, horrible, very, very poor um, family, very poor. Not, not, not what you're talking about as far as some of the, the Haitian poor stuff, but it was, we were poor. And, you know, at seven years old, I'm out pushing a lawnmower around and mowing grass to make money. And I'm shoveling snow in the winter to make money. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can. And you got to be willing to do that whatever it takes if you want success right so so you know so here here you are you you, you get started in amway and and man you had to learn a lot you had to learn a lot yeah i uh i mean like i said the personal development was the best and eventually now like, i was not making money like that i was spending a lot of money you yeah. know, because at the time, you know, one thing I would tell you, I still love to this day about network marketing. It really makes you evaluate your friends. All these people that you're bending over for, that you would do anything for, you join a network marketing and poof, you know, like they're gone. Like, uh, you know, no one will support you. Like, it's crazy. Like right now, I'm, year, years later, I'm in a whole different company. And if you look all the... Um, success stories and all the people that join me are complete strangers that never even met me on social media. I mean, they, they see me on social media, but they haven't met me in person. So going back to Mway days, it's like, you know, you have a product, you have a service that you can offer to your friends, something that they can do differently, something that would probably be more convenient for them, and they won't take a look. And it's coming from a friend. Now, you know, you, you probably have five, ten years. This could even be a best friend. Yep. And they still won't support you. But they will go support these celebrities that they may never meet. But they won't support someone close to their home. So it, it, it really redefined. So because of network marketing, I went from being the popular kid, loved by everybody, to having like a handful of real, real friends. I get it, man. I totally, I, I get it. So you, you, um, 
you quickly found out who you could who who was rooting for you and who pretended they were rooting for you <laughs> exactly and now just because someone doesn't support you doesn't mean that they're not your friend right you don't have to join me at least you know what you know you are you know referring people to restaurants and everything else well, you know my friend has a business i'm not in it but that's my friend if you're looking for extra income or these type of services at least you know refer me like you would refer restaurants and everything else i, I you know, agree I agree. You know, these these people, your friends, they stop taking your calls because they're thinking that you're <laughs> calling about network marketing. Like, hey, I just wanted to hang out like we normally did. You know, I mentioned it to you. It's not it's not of interest. Let's get past that. Let's still hang out. You right. got best friends that no longer answer the phone because, but it's, but also you got to see most people are coming from a job mentality mindset to now entrepreneurship. So you done had the personal development process and they haven't had it yet. They're still on stage one where you started from. And so that's why it's tough to, you know, to, to try to get both to coexist. Well, and it's you, you out, I mean, and, and I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but you outgrow those people. And, and, and when that happens, you know, it's like, I, I have, I have very, very few close, close friends. I have a few, but, but it's a very tight, tight circle now. And, and it's because you start, you start hitting these these new levels and and you you start going you have a conversation with somebody about a Jim Rohn tape or or you know that you heard you know or or something Zig Ziglar said and then they look at you like you got a third eye like what <laughs> like like you know you can't have an intelligent conversation sometimes and and that's important so so let let me you know as you as you've traveled along this journey, and, and you're far more educated than I am, by the way, um, as far as formal education, um, but as, as, you've, as you've traveled along this, this path, um, how important, and, and I know we touched on it, but how important is self-education compared to formal education? Well, see, to me, it, it makes a huge difference so and here's what i mean by that now someone was was explaining to me you know why you know they said that the lion is 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 like the the lion you know runs the animal kingdom and here's why now you got the lion so uh see, see the, the lion has this attitude so for instance it's not taller than the giraffe Right. It's not, you know, bigger than the elephant, but all these other animals, they can, you know, they are stronger than this lion. But for some reason, when it, see the lion has this mindset, uh, which means that when he sees an elephant, that elephant is lunch. But the but the elephant, because it, it, you know, it has a weaker mindset when he sees the lion. His mindset is to run. Right. But clearly, this elephant can easily stump this lion. Right. But see, that's why. So that's how I look at formal education and 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 self education. See, the lion, because of his mindset, he's self educated. Uh oh, we have another freeze up. Ability. There, you're back. You're back. I think. Awesome. Okay. I can see you. Okay, so you were saying the lion, the you you look at the education, self education as what now? 
It's like, you know, so the lion as being self-educated and then everybody else that's in the animal kingdom. Because if you look at, uh, because the lion is, is not, you know, smarter than the hyenas, you know, it's just, he's not the fastest, but how come he dominates this jungle? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it's because of mindset. It is. He knows that when he sees them, they're lunch. And, and 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 they have that scarcity mindset, that poverty mindset, that fear is still in them. But you know they could beat him, right? Know? So that so the line is self-educated to me, and everybody else is that formal education. And I, I you know, I, and we see all the memes on Facebook, you know. But one of my favorite memes ever is the one of the 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 <clears throat> the lion does not care about the opinions of the sheep, like. He don't exactly. care. Like, I don't care if you like me or not, man. I'm your lunch, <laughs> right? So, exactly. yeah, absolutely. So with with um, so you've been in network marketing for exactly thirteen years today. That's right. incredible, man. That's incredible. Thank you. So thirteen years ago today, you got in network marketing, and and you, you never looked back. Correct. I mean, uh, because again, because of Mway, see, and I was uh, I did the radio when I'm driving a car, but because of Mway, they gave me these because well, I purchased these cassettes, yeah. and so my personal development, I, I, and I used to give rides to people, and they would feel uncomfortable <laughs> listening to personal development, you know? uh, and, and then others would like embrace it. So me, I'm like, if you're in my car, I'm not changing this, I'm not stopping it. I need this because this is when I get to listen to it. Right. You know? So and then when I would go to sleep, I would have personal development plan on repeat so that my subconscious mind would be feeding on to that. So I wake up to it and listen to it throughout the day. And that's what helps shape my mind and help shape the decisions that I made in life. So, you know, I, I think um, I, I've met a lot of people, man. I mean, I've met a lot of people. And, and you know, I, I've met people that were born privileged and, and had everything given to them. And they walk around with a victim mentality. And then I've met people now that were born and raised in Haiti that didn't have shit given to them, pardon my language, but nothing given to them, that walk around with a champion mindset and not a victim mindset. And and so, you know, as you've gone through this journey now for, for 13 years as a network marketer, and obviously you've done very, very well with it, um, what, what do you see is, or as the... Um, the biggest thing that holds people back in life. Okay. Well, one of them, it is, it's the excuses that they believe. Like, for instance, when I came here, a lot of people that they, they automatically think that when you come here that, you know, the, that you're on government assistance, which means that the government are paying, are giving us extra money per month because, you know, we came from Haiti. That's what a lot of my Caucasian friends, they, they, they thought. They said, well, you know, uh, you know, the Haitians, the Mexicans, I mean, look at, you know, we work hard. Eventually we get a car. You know, let me share this with you. See, yeah. again, I, I have all sorts of friends, you know, um, um, and so I grew up with some uh, Mexican friends next door. 
and and this was their thought process. Okay, so it's let's say it's a family of five. So what they do, they all work hard. They save their money. They get enough money to where, let's say that you were one of the five kin. So now they put all of their money together, and now you can go out and get your first car. Guess what they do? Now they do the same rinse and repeat. They they save all of their money, and guess what? Now everybody have five cars. Everybody in this household are working different jobs, but they help each other get a car. It's yeah. saved. Now, but now... Uh, after the first car, let's say that, you know, maybe you find a lady or maybe you want to move on. See, they help each other now get that first apartment. But they do everything together. Now, people outside looking in might say, man, you, you got 10, 20 people living in one house. That's what they're seeing. You see right. what I'm saying? But they yeah. don't know what's really going on because they know that, like, you know, like, that's why when I look at the foreigners that have came from somewhere where that they probably, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, they have came from somewhere that have seen how life is there. Right. They want to do something differently here. So most people is it, just excuses because I started with a job. Like I have nothing against the job. You know, it, I work jobs to get to where I'm at. Right. Everything you go through is a life experience. You know, the people that you meet, yeah. you know, I didn't, you know, like people might see me here, but not knowing like when we got to the U.S., we were still struggling. Yeah. My dad was working at a factory. We didn't have a vehicle. Even right. We, we didn't know, you know, when we would eventually get a vehicle. Right. You know, it just all those things were just stages and 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 then process. But that's what keeps me humble. That's why I'm a family guy. You know, I take care of my family. And yeah. because I know where I came from, you know, I can't. There's certain things that I could probably do to blow my money, but it's like I know there are people struggling. I know there's somebody waking up right now really not not knowing how they can eat. You got right. people just dying of, of starvation. So be, so every now and then, whenever, you know, I always make sure I take a trip back home because it just refreshes. Yeah. Sometimes, I, you know, I might get too comfortable myself. I might become a little bit complacent but when you go down here yeah you froze up there again you're back sorry sorry you're back, sorry. You're back. it's um, not your but, fault uh, man it's the internet <laughs> but uh but also it's it's you got to have the belief factor you know because you got to see you know we were struggling in Haiti, struggling here, but I always had the end in mind. I said, you know what? You know, I always wanted to be the person in my family that 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 made it. I'm the first one to graduate from college. I'm wow. the first one with 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 a better credit score. Yeah. I mean, it just that uh, you just because I think leaders are just people that that just take the extra risk. Yeah. You know, it's not that I had the funds. It just that I, it, it just had to be done. Like I want to be the sole person that when my family members have financial issues, money wise, I'm the first person that they think of. So because I want that role, it, it pushes me out to, to do all the extra things. Like I'm always working, but it's fun. I get to work from home. I wake up when I'm done sleeping. See, I say that, but most people don't understand that. Like, when was the last time that you woke up when you were done sleeping? Not by an alarm clock or whatever, but, right. you know, at, at will, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, me and my lady and my son, you know, like we, you know, we, we travel every month. 
together. Yeah. And, and but it's all possible because of, of network marketing. Like we, I, you know, we can build our business from anywhere. Yep. It, it, it to me that just it just I you know, but I also now have friends that are you know making money like myself, or we are pursuing the same dreams and goals. And guess what? This is what makes this all worthwhile for me. You know, I was hanging out with some friends and we were just discussing about, you know what? We should go to Japan one day. And one guy in the group said, why don't we go to Mar? Everybody <laughs> in the room was like, well, let's check the tickets. Needless to say, 13 people booked the flight to Japan. Wow. That day. So it's like it's the options. Yeah. You Freedom. Know, I mean, what exactly? You know, the options of having both time and yeah. money freedom. See, yeah. most people have never left St. Louis or their current state. And there's so much. You know, I want to travel. Yeah. I, I, I love traveling. I love learning about different cultures. I, and I love the success stories of hearing because it, it, it just resonates with me how someone had nothing. You know, I mean, you probably thought I had it bad, but I, I, I meet people that, that had it worse yeah. I did. Yeah. You know? I get that. I, 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 I do too, man. So I, I think, you know, and it's it's almost a rhetorical question, but um, if you met, let's say, and, and I know you have, there's no way that you haven't met somebody who's struggling, that, that their lights are getting shut off tomorrow, or they're, they're going to lose that vehicle back to the bank, or they're, you know, having all these problems. Um, they're, you know, they don't know what to do. They can't find their rear end with a, a, a both hands and a flashlight. And, and, and they don't, you know, like they come to you and they say, Hanzo, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, my life's falling apart. I don't know what to do. I don't have any money. No, two nickels. I don't even have, I can't do anything. I'm paralyzed. And the fear is just getting worse. What do you say to that person? Okay, I would say this. First of all, we've been evicted before here in St. Louis. Yeah, my car has been reported before. So uh, I'm gonna answer your question. So even though, because you know, sometimes you know, life happens and we have to regroup. Even though when I came from Haiti, I knew that we were gonna do this and do that. I mean, we still, you know, sometimes you you fall into you know life happenings, and so. Uh, and I also share this, even though I had all of this personal development, because folks have all this knowledge, but it's not applied. So when I started making money in one month, I blew twenty eight thousand dollars in one month. But I had the mindset, but I didn't apply it. So right. I'm, I'm just explaining, you know, what happens at times. Now, this person, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're struggling. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But guess what? You know, people. This is a, a, a people business. Whatever you're doing is a people business. Most people say, I'm not a people person. Well, yeah. what kind of person are you? An animal person? Because <laughs> you see people every day. Like, how are you not a people person? So sometimes you don't need necessarily have to have the funds, but, but you know the people that can help you attain the funds. Because one thing I learned, we are only six levels of separation from anything we want in life. So for instance, if you wanted to meet the president right now, so let's say 
me. I know Ken. Ken knows so-and-so. So-and-so knows this person. This person knows the secretary of state. This person knows the assistant. Boom. Now we have met the president. See, it's, yep. it's, it's anything you want is attainable. You just have to have the belief and, and to go for it. You know, you know, because in my opportunity, sometimes folks might say, well, I don't have the funds. I said, well, you have to become creative. Borrow $25 from 12 people. Right. It just, whatever you have to do. I mean, I mean, sell, I mean, it just, you got to be uncomfortable. When you're uncomfortable, like I've been broke and I've been rich. Trust me, I know which one I want to be, you know, so it just, (laughs) you just have to be uncomfortable. Like sometimes like you have to go through that because it is necessary. Yeah. You know, because you are grooming and developing yourself. So it's like, you know, there's no excuse, you know, None. because I always think someone if someone is in a, uh, you know, is doing better with uh, in a worse situation than I have. That's that's my mindset. So I, I can't give up. I can't be content. I always have to strive for more. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, somebody or you can do something differently. Dude, I, I, I and it's like it's like Grant Grant Cardone. He says, you know, one day. Uh, one day I'm going to make it until then. I'm just going to keep hustling and grinding, man. And that's what he (laughs) says. You know, this dude got hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. So, so like, you know, and, and I, I agree with that mindset, man. I mean, I, I, I live in a pretty nice place and, and I, I'm all, I wake up, I told my wife, she's like, I, you know, well, we, you know, this and that. And I, I'm like, I, I wake up scared every single day. Cause I've, I've lost it all and I've had it all and I've lost it all and I've had it all and I've lost it all and had it all. So I've, I've been through the cycles and, and you know, it, it 1000% of the time, every, and, and this is a common denominator, by the way, of all the successful people I've interviewed on this show is it all comes down to mindset and action. And, and that's what you're saying, man. That's right. It comes down. You got to have that mindset right. Absolutely. Because and then some people, they they give up too quick, you know, because they quit on themselves. You know, people, you know, people quit on everything, which is, you know, some folks quit it on school and 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 whatever. This is what I tell people. You know, the first person you dated is typically not the person that you married. You had to go through a lot of different people, probably. So it's like it's the same thing with an opportunity. You have to make it work. And so. Ultimately, the end in mind, this is what this is what I am. You know, this is what I'm blessed with. Right. People yeah. Say money's not everything. But if you want to help somebody here, you, you know, you need money. You want to change the world. You want to change your community. Like you want to impact your community. But you got to impact yourself first. Yep. You got to be in a sound uh, uh, situation before you, you can help anybody. One thing I I notice about making more money, like my perspective, I used to wake up not knowing how we were gonna pay the bills. Like you know, you got disconnection notice, and you, you know, like you at work, you thinking about this, and it messes up your whole perspective and how you you know your whole outlook on life that yep. day. Yep. You know, you get upset at people, not their fault, your own, because of you stressed out about bills. You yep. know, imagine you you can wake up. Now, granted, we're still working. We're still working. Right, so it's right. like, you know, work doesn't stop. We're still working, but the options that comes with that, you know, could you imagine 
any family member could call you right now, you know, and say, hey, we need this, 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 and that. No problem. I got you. Right. Go pick it up in 10 minutes. Hey, uh, we're off this weekend. With the, could you guys come down? I book a ticket right now. We're coming down. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's just, it's just, that's, that's what, that's what I'm so, you know, grateful for. It's just the option of both time and money freedom and, and, and the connections I have made. Some of my best friends, well, you might as well say my best friends have came from network marketing or pursuing something different than what was taught, you know, uh, conventionally so it's it's just these people understand me and i understand them and i i i I, again i i thousand percent agree with with everything you're saying man like people people that are lost and 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 stuck i i would immediately almost always recommend a go get some kind of a job make something happen like go mow yards pick up dog crap i don't know i mean there's people getting paid millions of dollars a year just to go pick up other people's dog shit out of their yard like like you can make money doing anything anything the only thing that's stopping you is your excuses that's it that's it so you know, and I, I'm, I'm bad, man, because I, I have a hard time having empathy, because it's like, I, dude, I've been homeless four times. I, I know, mm-hmm. I, I have no, no, I don't like, I, like, I know what it took. I know what it took. It took me having a huge mindset shift, and once I did, man, and I quit drinking 16 years ago. But you know, once mm-hmm. I had that shift, life, life became uh, magical, man. I had. You know, I'm a best-selling author now, man. It's like uh, I could, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't have done that, you know, with the bad mindset. So that's what you're talking about, and I, dude, I, I totally agree. So I would tell everybody if you're stuck, hit up Hanzo, Hanzo, because he can help you get into network marketing, and it'll change your life. It really will. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So. So hey, but, so we're coming up to the end of the show, but let me ask you how how um how can everybody follow you? Well, I'm on uh Facebook. Uh I'm on YouTube under Coach Legend. Uh like Ken said, so my middle name is Legend, so most people know me as Legend. Uh I, I am a life and and business coach as well. So I'm on YouTube as Coach Legend and I provide a lot of value there and uh and that's one thing. Eventually, when you start building uh, a legacy or a business, you want to be omnipresent. Yeah. So most people, they don't un- understand what that means. See, I am consistent on Facebook. I'm consistent on Facebook. You know, I, I post on Instagram. I, I post on Google Plus and I'm on YouTube and and I'm on LinkedIn. And, and the reason I do those things is because all of those people, uh, all of those different mediums cater to a different audience. Yep. Some of my people that are on LinkedIn are probably not as active on Facebook and Snapchat and so on and so forth. So when people, when you're all over the place at all the time, you know, people see me, I'm, I'm attracted to lifestyle. So yeah. when I see someone that that's living a life, I'm attracted to that. See, I can only take financial advice from people that I would want to trade places with. So, uh, you know, you guys can find me on Facebook and, you know, I provide value, uh, you know, every single day. And, you know, I have, I just uploaded 30 videos on YouTube this week. Wow. 30 videos. That's and awesome, so, dude. Folks, I have excuses like, you know, I can't even do 30 in a year. 
And, you know, like today's Thursday, I uploaded 30 videos this week already just on YouTube. That's incredible, dude. That, so, so you don't, you don't, um, you don't make excuses, man. I mean, again, here's the thing, man. And, and look, if, if you and I both are just completely real with everybody, there are times that I make excuses and there are times that I let those excuses run my life. There are, but, but at the end of the day, I, now today compared to 20 years ago, uh, like my excuse, my excuse window has has shrunk down to next to none. <laughs> like, I don't let it go too long, right? Absolutely. Same thing. Like, I don't Absolutely. feel good today, so I ain't, I ain't gonna do as much. Absolutely. And, and then I have accountability partners. Yes. They keep me in line, you know, because sometimes you know I might waver, and you know, but no, it's see, it's it's all about. You know, your circle of influence, you know, know, just like they say, you would be like the sum of the five people that you hang around. And and if it's five broke people, you're bound to be the sixth one. If it's rich people, you're bound to be. It's because of the decision making process and their mindset. You can't tell them your excuses because they're not going to buy it. They're not going to validate it. So it's like, well, I mean, I can't even come up with excuses because they're not going to buy. I guess I have to work. (laughs) That's it. Dude, that's right. That's right. It's why it's important to have the right people around you. Cause I, I, and I, I literally was talking to a friend of mine out in Los Angeles this morning and, and he's up super early and, and, you know, we were talking about some of this stuff, right? We're talking about right now. This guy's worth $30 million. And, and it's like, you know, like, like it's amazing how, how people live on excuses. Like it's it's crazy. So, you know, look, man, I I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I wish you nothing but but massive su- continued success, man. If there's ever anything I can do to help you in any way, I, you know, just just hit me up. But but um, is there any any parting words of of wisdom you'd like to leave my audience with? Absolutely. First off, thank you so much for having me. Like, I will never forget this day because this is my 13-year anniversary. It's awesome, And this dude. is the day that we did this, so I will never forget this. Now, guys, one thing I would say, guys. See, this is my favorite quote. One alone can dream. Two alone can make that dream come true. Anything is possible, guys. Wow. Love that, dude. Love it. Well, Hanzo, do I call you Hanzo or Legend? Hey, whichever one you like. Which one do you like? I, you know, both of them are unique. Have you ever met somebody named Hanzo, no. or have you ever met somebody named Legend? So no, you know, man. Everybody knows me as Coach Legend. So. All right. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's a little bit earlier out there, um, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the show. And and best wishes to you, your family. Your your fourteen month old little baby, baby legend, baby legend, <laughs> love it, man, love it. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody. Don't hang up, by the way. Um, but I'm gonna end the Facebook live. So thank you to everybody who's been on here. Thank you to Coach Legend for coming on. I appreciate you, man. And um, and thank you for sharing this out as well. So you guys have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.